Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Welcome to the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. Whew, it has been a long, long week, and I am ready for the weekend. Same here. It, it's been, I don't think I've had a day off since, uh, I've actually got a calendar up right now. I think since the like 27th of February was the last day that I've had off since the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, yes. Cause I, I had to work an event the 28th and then uh, normal work week. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I actually worked with um, a production crew called Tupelo honey. They uh, help broadcast ESPN broadcast games, you know, like local in the area. And uh, they broadcast the Sunbelt basketball tournament that was actually held here uh, in Pensacola. And I got to run camera for all the games. So it was cool doing you know something a little bit different. And it was long hours, but it was definitely worth it. Fantastic. But man, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I got to play a show with my band Falls From Grace last Saturday night. Um, it was broadcast on Facebook on the, uh, the Sound 228 facebook page you can still go it's archived you can still go over there and see it uh man i'm uh i'm kind of sore for not having played drums in a year i'm yeah. sure yeah i i don't when i watch you know you watch like neil pert play the drums and just how like flawlessly he does I'm like yeah. how does he feel the next day well he's used to it i mean they were still playing and touring up until you know, at least a year or two before he died. So he's like still in shape. I haven't touched my drums. Dude, let me tell you something. I've gained a lot of weight over the last year. I feel you on that one. Because I have not been to the gym. I've not done anything except eat and sit on my ass and watch TV. And I weighed and play myself. Video games. Yeah, and play video games. I weighed myself last week buddy whoa buddy it's time to uh yeah it's time to break out those uh ddp yoga uh dvds again and get to cracking <laughs> yeah i need to do the same I, I haven't done ddp yoga in i think like over a week yeah. even like because there, there's a i think it's on those dvds that i gave you but it's called the wake up workout yeah. where you literally start in your bed and then you move over to like your mat or like a towel or whatever you use. And it's literally yeah. like a morning stretch and you feel great afterwards. I need to but, do that. Yeah. Even if you do that, it's a great start to the day. And uh, Rampage and the Butcher are here in the chat room. Welcome. Uh, guys. Rampage. Oh, yeah. We have to change Rampage now. He, uh, in the Discord, he is now known as uh, Scooter. So yeah. it's Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> scooter scooter hell yeah yeah i dig it 
Oh, and uh, <laughs> like we talked about on the on the episode last week, we were talking about uh, doing some old. Um, uh, you were talking about doing Pepsi Man, and I was gonna do Yo Noid. I did a stream. It's still up on my uh, my Twitch page, uh, my archives. Uh, I went and played Yo Yo Noid for the NES, and holy crap, what a pile of garbage that game was. Man. I'm not going to lie. The bad games we review, I think, have become my favorite. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till you do Pepsi Man, because playing Yo Noid was torture. Like, I, I thought it would be at least playable, because it was a Capcom game, but I really think it was made like over the weekend. Like that, some poor schmuck that worked, like pro- poor programmer, like the new guy getting hazed. They're like, yeah, we got this stupid, uh, you know, we got this property from uh, Domino's, the stupid Noid character. So go, go make a game. You got to stay here this weekend and make a game. And it, that's what he did all weekend was make this crappy game. That uh, I unfortunately played on Twitch the other day. I'm not gonna lie. When you first started telling that story, I thought that screams intern project. Yeah, at Capcom. It, it feels like an intern project. It, it's not a good game at all. There's nothing redeeming about that crappy, crappy game. I already know that when I start Pepsi Man, I'm gonna question my existence as a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Oh no, Rampage. I. I think I would rather play Karate Kid than Yo Noid. At least I have I have nostalgia for the Karate Kid game. Even though it is a turd of a game, I still have some nostalgia for it. And, and Noid, I had no nostalgia for. Like I just I remember those commercials as a kid, those Noid commercials for Domino's. But I I, I still don't understand like wh- why. Just just why. I don't get it. Like, what was the Noid supposed to be? What What was his purpose? I, I don't get it. We should do our top five product placement video games. Yeah, we should do top five. <laughs> I, like, I don't even know have if to be, be a top five. Doesn't even have to be video games. Just be like top five weirdest, um, like, uh, advertising mascots. Like, you could have like Yo Noid. You could have uh, the king, that weird, yeah. creepy king. Um, what are some other really weird ones? Oh, Mac Tonight. Do you remember Mac Tonight back in the mm-hmm. 80s? For uh, It was a McDonald's commercial. Um, yeah, Rampage. We mean bottom five. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> dude, go on YouTube tonight and look up Mac Tonight. He was a spokesman for uh, McDonald's. Yeah, the Big Mac Moon Rampage. It was this dude who had a head that was like a, ha- a quarter moon and this really weird looking like animatronic face. And he was playing the piano and he was singing. Uh, you remember that song, Mac the Knife? By uh, who sang that song back in like the 60s or whatever? Uh, but anyway, they changed the lyrics to uh, Mac Tonight because McDonald's was trying to rebrand themselves from being like a kid's like fast food place to be in somewhere like adults could go have dinner. So like enjoy a Mac tonight, you know? And like, so they had this weird uh, fever dream of a moon faced guy playing a piano and it's nightmare fuel. 
Uh, oh, Rampage says Max Headroom for yeah, Coke. Yeah, that's a good one, Rampage. <laughs> if, uh, if do you remember ever... the... F- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you ever um, watch the Max Headroom TV show they had back in the 80s? I didn't know there was a Max Headroom yeah, TV show. Yeah, it was weird. I bet they're oh, on I YouTube. Bet. Oh, they have to be. Maybe we should do, do a re- commentary for one. Oh my god. <laughs> we should do that and the Donkey Kong Country cartoon series oh, like as a combined episode. I'm down. I would love to I, s- I literally I have that. not thought about that Max Headroom TV show. I haven't thought about Max Headroom since like 1988. Like that was another one of those weird 80s things that just what? That's how I felt when we were talking about Donkey Kong Country. I'm like, I haven't thought of that series since the last time I watched it as a kid. Yeah, let's do let's do that as one of our uh, roundtable discussions one month. Just the weirdest uh, um, um, advertising mascots uh, since the 80s. Do you remember the filet of fish commercials with the singing bass? No, I do not. <laughs> so they had, I think it, his name was like... Uh, like Billy Big Mouth Bass or something like that. Well, that was that would... weird fish that was that was on the thing on yeah. the wall. And yeah, he that would, would move like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me back that fillet of fish. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. You should I'm look, have to that look up. this up. Oh, that sounds weird. Ugh. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. See, it was I, really creepy. And you know, I I saw something on Twitter the other day, and this this is this will probably get us the explicit tag, but somebody tagged. Um, well, they had a picture of a purple butt plug and then next to it was a picture of the grimace. And I'm like, you're telling me all these years later that the grimace is just a giant purple butt plug. I can never unsee this. Now we know what the grimace really was. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. None of us are surprised. Oh man. He was always like the odd one out to me as far as like those characters. Cause I, I can briefly remember them as a kid like i remembered obviously ronald mcdonald you had the hamburglar grimace then you had the like the the weird bird chick yeah bird i can't remember her name birdie was it just birdie might have been birdie because i used to have those glasses too like the whole set of the mcdonald's glasses that had like some weird pirate dude and like the hamburglar and like all this other stuff yeah rainpage says it's birdie so I, I knew that sounded from. Do you remember going to McDonald's when you were a kid and there was like a, a phone sitting there and you could answer, like pick up the phone, dial a number. It would say like hit whatever number and like you could talk to Ronald McDonald. Do you remember this or am I just having mm-hmm. like a weird like. I remember there being like a Ronald McDonald statue sitting on a bench. Yeah, I remember those. But I don't remember a phone. Yeah, I, I remember there being a phone in McDonald's, like up near the registers, and you could talk to Ronald McDonald. Oh, Rampage says Fry Kids and McNugget Buddies. I actually might still have my McNugget Buddies toys from when I was a kid. I used to have some of I, those too. I saved a lot of like the Happy Meal toys from when I was a kid. They're still at my parents' house because I remember yeah. when Sonic Three came out. They got they had like five different toys you could get from that game and I had all of them. I used to love collecting those little toys, the little plastic figures you could get in the 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 Happy Meals. I used to have the whole set of like the California raisins. Uh mm-hmm. I had a bunch of uh Smurfs and yep. um what were some other ones that they had? Man, they had good toys when we were kids. They weren't crap. Yeah, between McDonald's and Burger King, you you had 
solid toys. Yeah, because I, I remember from Burger King getting the um, the the Pokemon. Um, they had like limited edition gold trading cards that you could get inside Pokeballs. Really? That, that coincided with the the first movie that came out back in the late nineties. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I used to collect. They used to give you glasses that you could collect too. Like I said, I had a whole set of like the McDonald's glasses. Uh, I still have ET glasses that I think I got from Burger King when I was a kid. And they're in perfect condition too. Like ET. Did they glasses? do the Disney glasses? Probably. Yeah, because I remember I remember getting Disney glasses when I was a kid. Because I remember having like a Beauty and the Beast one. I had I think an Aladdin one mm-hmm. and a couple of others. And I have I some um, almost a whole set of the Batman Forever coffee mugs, the glass coffee mugs from Burger King. I think. Oh, I would love to have those. Yeah, they might have been from McDonald's. I think they might have been from Burger King. I don't remember. Oh, Rampage says McDonald's because yeah. he said he had the same ones. Those were really nice. Because they were like molded, like uh, and uh, man, they just don't do stuff like that anymore. Like you, you know, you go get a uh, go get a meal, and then for like an extra dollar, you get like a glass of something. Like you know, give cool stuff like that anymore. No, no, they do not. Unfortunately, no. I mean, even looking at you know, like toy sections now, it's like stuff is just it's not. It's not the same. We had it better when we were kids. <laughs> the only thing that I will give kids today is that there are much more Nintendo toys that you can get in stores. Oh, yeah. Because I, I remember it being a huge deal finding like a Sonic figure in Toys R Us as a kid. And now it's like you can find one at Walmart. Oh, dude, there was no such thing as like Mario toys or anything like that when I was a kid. It was all just, it was the video game and Nintendo Power. That was it. You could get, so every quarter, Nintendo Power would have a catalog where you could order merchandise. Because I remember as a kid having a Mario hat. And I wore that thing like so much until it, like I physically wore it out <laughs> to where like it fell apart. But you could get cool stuff like, you know, um, like hats, t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I think you could get like a coffee mug, and now you can really get it anywhere. Yeah. <sighs> I I wish I could go back to being a kid again. I would love to go visit the '80s and '90s, the age I am now. Yeah, exactly. I would love to go back to the '80s and go to an arcade. Oh, me too. That would be so cool. If I if I were to go to the '80s, arcade would definitely be up there. Seeing several movies in theaters would yeah. be up there. I'd love, for, I'd love to see Batman '89 in the theater again, like first showing. Oh, absolutely! That'd be so much fun. And then for '90s, I would love to go to like an Attitude Era WWF show. Yeah, that'd be like awesome. The age I am now, oh my god! <laughs> and then I would go buy like five hundred dollars worth of uh, Microsoft and Apple stock <laughs> yes. back in '89. <laughs> And live like a king. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh, we got some <laughs> cool news to get to. Ready to get to it? Let's do it. From GameSpot.com, so excited about this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is a retro brawler coming to PC and consoles. And this was sent to us through the email by uh, from Staff Sergeant Sketch. 
Um, brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games is on the way called TMNT Shredder's Revenge. It is inspired by the 1991 arcade game Turtles in Time. Uh, much like that game, Shredder's Revenge is a side-scrolling beat-em-up and is developed developed by Tribute Games and published published by Dotemu. I've never heard of them. Uh, it's set to re- release both on both PC and consoles, although there's no word on exactly which consoles it'll be available on. Um, let's see. It supports four-player co-op. Um, each turtle has their own moves and skills, and you'll be able to utilize combos as you deal with your foes. Uh, there's also a mention of vehicles in the story mode. So I am super excited about this. I saw the trailer as soon as it dropped the other day, and I am on cloud nine waiting for this game to drop. Yeah, and for those that are curious as to what the what franchise of turtles it's based on, it's the the cartoon series. You you look at the trailer and it's like you're watching an episode of the cartoon. Oh yeah. I cannot wait for this game. Like this automatically becomes like unless Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, which I don't think it's going to. This is my like immediate most anticipated game. Like for any console. Me too. Because I, I have so many fond memories of playing the arcade game at Chuck E. Cheese hmm. when I was a kid. Like that in skee ball, I would put so much money into. And then playing, you know, the like Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. I, I love that style. I love the team up. If you could team up, like if you and I could team up on the Switch and play this game, mm-hmm. man, that would be great. I smell community I game that. night. <laughs> I want this game now. Uh, yeah, Rampage is right. I was just reading that. Dotemu, I guess that's how you say it, or Dotemu, however they're called. Uh, they're the ones that did the new Streets of Rage 4. Um, and that okay. one was highly, highly praised. So that's a good pedigree uh, behind this game. And it looks so good. And the fact that it's based off the the you know the original cartoon series is just... Like, man, they're just going straight for the nostalgia button. Just boop, 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 boop. I just can't wait. Like, as soon as I saw this announcement, and I read that, before I even watched the trailer, I read what style it was in, and I'm like, I'm in. Oh, yeah. And then I watched the trailer and was like, I'm definitely in. And then, have you seen uh, the video of each turtle? Uh, They have different run styles. Like they all I haven't have, seen that yet. They all run differently, and the and the one from Michelangelo kills me. Like the his run animation. As soon as you see it, you're gonna crack up. <laughs> I'll have to check that out when we're done. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I can't say much more other than I'm extremely excited for this game, and it's going to sell very well. Oh yeah. When it comes out. Very well, because a lot thing, of people have nostalgia for this game. This thing is going to do gangbusters when it comes out, because you're just... This is the, the Turtles game that everybody has been wanting for the past 20, 25 years. Oh, for sure. For sure. Our next story comes to us from Nintendolife.com. Polymega release still on track despite production problems. What a roller coaster ride the Polymega has been. When it was first announced, the excitement was palpable. Here was an all-in-one solution for retro fans, which would allow them to harness their existing collection of games and play them with modern creature comforts, such as save states, patches, and HD output. Uh, such an epic venture was always going to be prone to some delays, but Polymega has been pushed back more than once, 
this latest tentative release window being February. Yes, the month that just has has passed. Uh, the machine has missed this revised uh, release window with reports from Japan suggesting that production has been delayed by the ongoing civil rest in Myanmar. Yeah, Myanmar. Myanmar. Uh the Japanese distributor of the system has stated that satisfactory supply cannot be provided. And of course the COVID-19 pandemic is a contributing factor as well. I remember us talking about this a while back and I I love the potential of it. Thinking that you can take all of your old games and play it on this console. Yeah. We've talked about this for a while and this thing has just had so many production problems that, I'm honestly, I don't see this thing ever coming out ever. Yeah, which is unfortunate because the idea of it is really cool and I really like what it could be. But it it just sounds like one of those things that's just not meant to happen. Because I think it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. I think last summer, but then of course COVID happened and all the production got shut down and now you've got civil unrest. And Myanmar, where it's being assembled, and it's just kind of like, man, they just can't catch a break for this uh, this console. Yeah, it's like I said, it just seems like almost like fate is stepping in yeah. in some weird <laughs> way. It's like things just keep happening where I, I could see them being like, you know what? We're sorry, but it, it just yeah. it isn't going to work. I mean, it's a cool looking system. I mean, it you can pretty it, it it's a cool concept, but Man, with this many production problems, it's almost like, uh, I don't know if I would want to spend my money on it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't, yeah, we haven't heard anything else about the KF, KFC console uh, rampage. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your chicken warm while you game. You know Popeyes would have to come out with a rival console. Oh, yeah. I would get the Popeyes in a heartbeat. Oh, 100%. Popeyes is much better. Uh, this next story, this thing looks awesome. This is from TechRadar.com. Yes. Uh, this isn't a new Nintendo Switch. It's a powerful handheld Windows gaming PC. Has the Switch met its match? Um, you'd be forgiven for assuming that the Aya Neo is an upcoming console, but this is, in fact, a fully-fledged gaming PC that can fit into your bag for on-the-go gaming. Underneath its case, you'll find an AMD Ryzen 5 processor and unspecified Radeon graphics, which developer claims will give the Aya Neo the raw power to run new AAA titles such as Cyberpunk 2077, Watch Dogs Legion, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla at over 30 frames per per second, provided you drop to lower settings. Um, Should you choose to pick one up for yourself, you'll be getting uh, 16 gigabytes of DDR4 RAM and up to 1 terabyte of SSD storage, uh, you can't currently buy Neo off the shelf, but it is available back on Indiegogo uh, to back on Indiegogo starting at uh, see USD seven hundred and eighty nine dollars US for the smallest five hundred gigabyte model. Um, <clears throat> now this thing it looks like a Switch, and I would honestly be very interested in picking one up if it wasn't for the almost eight hundred dollar price point. That and I would be curious as to what games would be available for it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a gaming PC, basically, so you could just have, I guess you would load Steam on it and just play 
uh, I, I guess like Microsoft because uh, you get they've got the uh, um, the Microsoft what do they call it the um, the Xbox what's their service Game Pass uh, what is it? yeah you yeah. Can do like Game Pass on it and um, uh, and yeah Rampage says Windows based game so whatever the Xbox uh the new Xbox Series X or S does I'm pretty sure you could do on this thing $800 is a lot of money to throw at it though yeah but that's pretty much what you're going to pay for a, a decent gaming uh laptop at the same time it just depends on do you want a laptop or do you want a uh basically a portable switch like computer yeah the Microsoft Switch yeah it looks cool I mean, though. I oh, I've sure. dig the I love design the... for it. Yeah, it's like a sleeker version of the Switch. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I I wouldn't be, I would be interested in trying one out for sure. Yeah, I would definitely want to try one out because I have been playing around with the idea of getting a new, uh, just a a Windows laptop strictly for gaming. But I mean, if if I could pick up something like this, but like I said, the eight hundred dollar price point kind of prices me out of it. But I mean, if this thing was roughly four or five hundred dollars, I would seriously look into it, or at least play one to see what it's like. Yeah, same. Like I said, I, I like the look of it. Um, I'm. It sounds very powerful. Definitely more powerful than the Switch. But yeah, I, I would. I wish that I could like physically hold one and try it out mm -hmm. before I'd be like, okay, I'll get it. Yeah. But, but like I like I, the idea of it though. But I, if I'm going to spend $800 for PC gaming, I, I'm just going to go ahead and get a laptop, like uh, a good laptop. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Our last story comes to us from NintendoEnthusiast.com. Ninja Gaiden No Damage Run Achieved After Over 30 Years. You can pick any notoriously difficult video game and somebody somewhere is attempting or has already succeeded at completing a no damage run of that game. Dark Souls may be the poster child for difficult video games these days. But back in the NES days, you had a lot of options if you wanted a really hard game. Along those lines, it's pretty exciting to learn that speedrunner Slackinator recently completed the first ever no-damage run of Ninja Gaiden on NES, a title that arrived in the United States in 1989. I have to ask you, what was your initial reaction when you read this? Oh my god. I actually, the reason I put this in here is because I saw the video a couple of weeks ago, and um, it was on YouTube, and it is amazing. Just to watch him go through the entire game with no damage. And then there's a part of the game at the very end when the, you have a three-phase boss fight at the very end of the game. You have to fight um, uh, Jackio, and then you have to fight uh, the demon. Um, and the, the demon is the last, the last phase of the boss fight. And you have to... There's three parts of, of that boss fight, too. You have to uh, kill the head, and then when the head falls off, the head takes, like, I think they count it when you do uh, computer-assisted. I think it takes 18 hits or something like that to kill the head, and then the head drops and moves towards you off-screen. And up until this, you know, he did this, there was no way to either jump over the head 
or kill the head because they learned with a computer-assisted run that once the head drops, it's still another five hits, and you can destroy the head. But no one's been able to physically do it. Because if you take care of the head, then you can just kill the tail and then kill the heart. And if you can do that without getting hit, you would have you know a, a damageless run. People have done that, but up until he did this, there's always that stipulation that you know you can't avoid the demon head because there's no way to jump over it. And there's no way to human humanly possible hit it five more times before it hits the ground because you have literally a split second to hit it five times. He did it. And now I've been watching him. I subscribe to him on Twitch. He can do it like consistently at this point to where he can kill the demon head before it hits the ground and moves towards him. So he can do a damageless run pretty much on repeat at this point. It's amazing. That's insane. Like just you do, I don't think you understand the amount of speed you have to have when you're doing what's called mashing or slash canceling uh, to on Ninja Gaiden. And Arcus is pretty much one of the best at it, who is the uh, the world record holder for the fastest time on Ninja Gaiden. But even I don't even think he can do it that fast. For some reason, this dude can. And he can defeat... You literally have to hit that demon head like 22 or 23 times. Like, you hit it the, the initial 15 or 18 times... It falls off, and you have a split second to hit it five more times. I mean, that's like inhuman to be able to do that. You have to go watch the video. It's amazing. Well, even in addition to that, making it through the game as a whole, because I watched you play it mm-hmm. whenever you streamed it, and like I certainly know I couldn't do it. <laughs> so to get to get through the entire game leading up to that, Without, without getting, getting hit. hit is an accomplishment all in itself. Yeah, just to get to that point without getting hit, that's that's amazing in itself. But then if you can go through the entire game without taking a single hit of damage, that's inhuman. Like that there's there's no further there's nowhere else to go. I mean, you've hit the ceiling on that game at that point. I feel like I would retire from gaming. I would too. I mean, there's nothing left to do unless he wants to go for a, a world record, which, you know, I I don't know if you're going to beat Arcus at the world record. I mean, he might try, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you did a damageless run. I mean, you and Arcus are like neck and neck for the two best Ninja Gaiden players on the planet. I mean, there's no, yeah. there's no getting above you two guys. Like, you're the best. Uh, Rampage says, I've never beaten this game at all. I've gotten to the end, but haven't beaten it. it it's, it's a challenge. It's not for the faint of heart. I mean, it's it's one of those games. It's taken me over 30 years to get to where I can beat it consistently. I mean, I can pretty much beat it you know, every time I play it at this point, but to get to that point has taken 30 years. 30 freaking years to beat that damn game. That that whole thing just uh, like speed runs, no damage runs, like all of those are mind blowing to me. Just because I know that I could never do that. Yeah, go check out that dude Slackinator on uh, on Twitch, and you can look it up on YouTube. His damageless run. There's uh, there's some couple other people that explained how he did it. Like there's some explanation videos on how they how, how they found out that 
you know, how many hits the it takes to do it and how he did it. It's crazy. It's just nuts. Yeah, I I need to check that out too. Um, but uh we're we're actually at the thirty two minute mark. Do you wanna skip um history this month or you wanna just you go through it pretty quick or I'll leave that up? Uh to you. we can we can push it back to next week. Okay. Um but before we go into the review for tonight, Derek has shout outs. Yes, as always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Armez Jackson, Xblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Randy Bailey, Tyler Watson, Justin Olson, Brandon Rutledge, Donner Party of Five, and Gus and Penny. Thank you guys so much for your continued contributions to the Nerd Cave Retro Show. and because You've kept us at the $50 level. We will continue to do fun commentary tracks for you guys. And it looks like we're going to be doing The Muppet Show and Captain N for this month, which won the uh, Patreon poll. So we'll uh, have to set that up to do a little bit later this month. Um, I'll be posting the poll for the new uh, roundtable discussion for April uh, when this show is over. Uh, We've decided that we're going to do Mega Man for this month. So we'll be doing that uh last thursday of the month so if you want to be a part of our awesome patreon community and vote on things such as this head on over to patreon.com slash nerd cave retro and tonight we're going to be talking about Metaloid Origin. I bought this game on the Switch a couple of weeks ago. Uh, It is a fast-paced run-and-gun 2D platformer. Take on the role of one of three android warriors known as Predator and dash through nine different levels in order to save their planet from a robot army led by Lucian Corp whom invade their planet and exploit the planetary resources to fuel their galactic war efforts. Um, I played this on, like I said, on the Switch. I got it for, it was on sale when I got it. I think it normally runs for, I think, $6, $5.99. I got it for like a dollar something. Worth every penny. I, uh, even at full price, it's totally worth it because it is, <clears throat> you can definitely tell the, the the creators of this game, the the programmers and everything, you definitely tell that they were uh, big fans of the Mega Man X series, like the Mega Man games in, in particular, but the the Mega Man X games, especially like the newer Mega Man Eleven, like that type of uh, you know the sixteen bit era of the Mega Man games and beyond, because um, it's got that that kind of that look and that style, that feel it. Of course, it doesn't have the uh, irritating dialogue boxes every three seconds, <laughs> unlike <coughs> Mega Man X, <clears throat> which I like. Um, but you know my love for Mega Man, and anything that tries to emulate Mega Man on some level, I'm definitely uh, has my heart. Yeah, I was actually going to say, with looking at you know screen caps and watching some video of gameplay. Definitely had a Mega Man X feel to it as far as, you know, like that kind of bright 16-bit uh, mm-hmm. feel and look that 
those games had. So instantly I thought of Mega Man X when I looked up this game. Yeah, and you definitely have to uh, listen. This is one of those games you definitely want to play. If you're playing like in handheld mode or whatever, you definitely want to listen with the headphones on. Because, man, like the sound design and the music are so cool in this game. And like I said, it's a 2D platformer. Um, it is, you got your choice of three different androids, uh, sort of Mega Man-ish type characters. They each kind of have their own different uh, guns and things like that. Uh, I haven't played all three. I just played one of them so far. I'm almost done with the game, but uh, it's one of those games that definitely, the, the final bosses definitely get tougher way tougher the further you get in the game and I'm on level 8 right now and I'm to the point where I haven't upgraded myself enough like I should so now I'm going back to the earlier levels and you collect um like gems throughout each of the levels you have like regular gems that are worth like one you know one point a piece or whatever but then you have hidden gems that are worth like 250 in the level I think there's like 5 in each level 5 or 6 in each level that are hidden that you can look for. And it's cool because the each level is sort of like, um, it's linear, but not. It, it's kind of a hard, like there's different paths you can take um, throughout the, the levels and it takes you to different sections of the level and you can find like hidden items and stuff like that. Uh, but you use those gems to, not only are they used for continues, but they're also, you, because you're going to die a lot in this game the further you get. Uh, because the, the boss battles are very much like uh, the Mega Man bosses where they each have their own set of, like, the, the earlier bosses have, like, three different attacks. But, I mean, you can learn the patterns, but the patterns aren't the same every single time. Um, <clears throat> the further you get in the game, you know, the, they'll have their, their three main patterns and then they'll throw in like a fourth pattern that you have to figure out too on top of the other patterns which they do the same things but they never do them in the same order so it's kind of you can't go in like be knowing what they're gonna do immediately so you kind of have to it keeps you on your toes like that when you get to the bosses but you use those um you use those gems throughout the game to upgrade not only your weapons um, you get like secondary attacks and stuff like that where you can like, um, you know, do double jumps and then you do like a double jump where when you double jump, it uh, sends out like these uh, electrical impulses like out to, to wipe out enemies around you and, you know, just upgrading your character the further you get. And it's it's one of those games that like keeps you coming back, even though it is it does kind of get frustratingly hard. It, sometimes it's not... It's like we've talked about where it's not it's not frustrating to the point where you want to quit. It's frustrating to the point where you're like, oh, man, I know I can get past this. So you just keep going through again and again. And it kind of has the same, um, like I kind of, it's not the same as Goblin Sword, but it's got that same kind of feel to it and sort of the same sort of exploration uh, aspect to it where you want to go and find those big gems and you know and so you can upgrade yourself and then trying to find like different pathways uh, to find secrets and all that kind of stuff so it's a very well put together game and if you're if you're into you know those kind of Mega Man type plat platformers this is this is definitely right in that vein 
I'd be curious to try this game with the different characters because you mentioned finding different things. I'm mm-hmm. sure that you know, there are some things you can only find as one character or certain things as another. Yeah. Because it, it makes me think of when you played um, uh, Sonic and Knuckles, mm-hmm. how you could go through different paths as Knuckles that you couldn't get to as Sonic and vice versa. Yeah. So I'm curious yeah. as to if it's the same with this and speaking of sonic and knuckles there's a a couple of stages in the game where you have like this little one wheel you know unicycle motorcycle that you get on and it's like playing a sonic game you know where it's just like it's you're going so fast through the level and like jumping over chasms and like you know trying to like hit different levels and get all the, the the you know the the gems that you can it's really fun. Like if you're a fan of the 16-bit era platformers, uh, like that type, it it scratches that itch. Like I would have definitely like this game would have fit perfectly on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. More probably the Super Nintendo because it's got that Nintendo kind of polish to it. You know that brightness, the and the. The the music's a little better than what the Super Nintendo would would have been capable of, but you can definitely tell like this would have fit right in there on on the Super Nintendo. Well, for six ninety nine, it doesn't sound like a a bad deal mm-hmm. at all. Like I know you said you got it on sale, but a game like this and there's nine levels, so I mean it has for the type of game it is, I think that's that's pretty solid as far as length goes. Yeah. It definitely sounds like it's worth it. And I've been playing it every night for like two weeks now. And um, like I said, I'm only on level eight. I still haven't finished the game with my first character, but I'm definitely, once I finish it, I'm going to go back through with the other characters just to see what the game plays like with each, each different character. Yeah. I would be interested in hearing that. Um, Yeah. I agree with you in the sense that looking through the screen caps, it definitely looks like a game that would be on the Super Nintendo. And there's something about like that era of games. And I know we talk about you know, the NES and everything, but uh, the Super Nintendo really made its mark too. And yeah, this looks like a, a game that would have fit in mm-hmm. right on that. Yeah, you, could, you look at some of these screenshots that they have here on the page, and it's like you could... You could see this being on the back of like a Super Nintendo box. Like you're looking oh, at the sure. screenshots and be like, ooh, I want to play this. Like I'm looking at the logo for the game and I could see the SNES like script yeah. <laughs> on the bottom of it and seeing, you know, the the ESRB rating on it. Like I, I would love to see like a mock up of this as an SNES box because it looks like it is one. Yeah. And I really hope that, you know, the, the, it kind of, the characters, like the actual artwork for the game itself looks very anime. And I hope that doesn't turn people off from it because it looks like it might be, oh, this looks kind of like a cutesy little, you know, game. Kind of like the way I, I did with Kirby for a long time. I was like, oh, that's a cutesy game until I actually played it. And I was like, holy crap, this game's great. I yeah. just hope that, uh, it doesn't turn people off. I hope people actually give it a chance and be like, you know, this is a really good platformer, and and it, it's perfect for for the uh, the Switch, um, whether handheld or you know on the TV. I played it a little bit docked, but for the most part, I've been playing it. You know, just kind of lay it on the couch, playing handheld mode, and 
I've been completely raptured by this game. It's taken attention away from Hades, and that should tell you something about how good this game is. Well, and again, going back to the screen caps, it seems like there's enough action going on that like the look of the characters wouldn't turn people off. Yeah. At least yeah. I think so. But that's um, just me. It says there's two difficulty settings to choose from, too. Um, some gimmick or enemies would function differently depending on which setting you did choose. I don't remember. Uh, it says on the hard difficulty mode, enemies will move faster, deal more damage, or even gain new attack type. I don't remember which uh, difficulty setting I put it on. Hopefully it's not hard. That's probably why I haven't been able to, to get past level eight at this point. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I have to go back and check. Yeah, this game's actually been out for a while. It says here release date was July of 2019. So it's it's been out for a yeah, while. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Um, and I never even really heard of it. Uh, it wasn't, it hasn't been too much, uh, you know, advertisement for this game. It just kind of popped up on my, uh, switch eShop one day under the, uh, the deals, um, you know, the deals tab. And I was looking in there and I saw it. It was like dollar something. And I looked at the, uh, the trailer for it. I was like, man, this looks kind of good. And, you know, I got a couple bucks to, to spare on my uh, Nintendo eShop. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get it. And got it, and I've been playing it ever since. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. It seems like a game that I would really enjoy. But yeah, it says, uh, uh, let's see. One of, uh, you play from one of three characters, all with different set of abilities and weapons. Play as Erica and flood an entire screen with a barrage of bullet fire. Alternatively, reduce giant enemies to ashes in the blink of an eye as Zeta using atomic thunder or fly as Neva across the level equipped with jetpack to bring aerial doom. I wish I had known she had a jetpack. I would have picked her first. Which one do you use? Uh, the blue one. I think that's... Uh... Zeta. Yeah, Zeta is the one I use okay. right now. Which yeah, has I a would lot use of a, Neva like, just because of the jetpack. Kind of elect, uh, electrical um, secondary powers and things like that. I like that you can get upgrades throughout the game. Yeah, it's really cool. You got like uh, four different weapon types or four different guns to get to upgrade throughout the game. Uh, and of course, they all cost like, you know, 1800 gems or whatever. So. And one thing I did find out that, uh, cause I thought that if I ran out of gems that then my game would just be over because every time you die, it's like continue 50, you know, gems or whatever. And, uh, what is it called? Solrium, um, it, like costs 50 to, uh, to go again. And I'm like, man, what happens if I get to zero? Well, I did. And you just keep going. <laughs> with unlimited continue. So I was like, well, maybe I should have just been upgrading since the beginning because I've been saving all that up because I know I die a lot and <laughs> I've been using that for my continue. So I was like, well, maybe now I should just go back to the beginning, replay a lot of the levels and get as many uh, of the Solrium as I can and upgrade so I can come back and be stronger for the, the later bosses. They ripped you off on your gems. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> no, that ain't cool at all. 
Um, but I do have uh, talked with uh, Seven Raven Studios, who uh, produced the game, and I got a code to give away. So if you're in the chat room, I just want you to give me only thing you have to do. Give me one of, and not including Dr. Wily, give me a one of the bosses from Mega Man 2. That's all you got to do. If you do that, you get a code. From Mega Man 2. From Mega Man 2. One of my favorite games, uh, of course. Actually, I want to start uh, streaming Mega Man 3 soon because I, want, uh, I bought Mega Man 3. Ah, you got it, Rampage. Rampage is the wiener. You're the big wiener. Yay. Wish the I wiener. <laughs> I was going to play some. I was going to play Airhorn for him. There you go. There you go, Rampage. You got it. <laughs> uh, I want to do uh, Mega Man 3 because I bought it at the retro store uh, a couple months back, but I haven't streamed it yet. So I want to play it and review it. Man, I haven't been to the retro gaming store here in several months. Yeah, same. But um, but still, going back to Metaloid Origin, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give it a good solid 7. Like, it, no, I'm going to go higher than that. I'll go 8. Because, I, like I said, I haven't finished the game yet, but it's got me by the, by the short and curlies. Like, I can't stop playing it. And I want to finish it, and as soon as I finish it, I want to play it again with the other characters. So that's that says something for this game. If you're definitely if you're into, um, you know the the Mega Man uh, X series, like and of course Sonic and things like that, this is definitely up your alley. So go check it out. It's even worth the six bucks if it's not on sale. Um, go, just go get it. It's perfect for the Switch. Fantastic. Even that on the Switch. I think it's on Steam, too. You pretty much get it anywhere. Fantastic. So, 8 out of 10. It's a good, solid score. I, I, I like that. 8's a good score. But uh, next week, you are going to be doing uh, trial, Trials uh, of Mana. Trials of Mana. About time. Yep. I've been... Well, I've been working at, this, at that game. You know, with RPGs, <laughs> you want to... I wanted to put some extended time into it, so I will be discussing that game next week. And I'm now that the pace is picked up, it's a lot of fun, and it it reminds me of those old RPGs that I played as a kid. But I'll save my full thoughts for next yeah. week. <laughs> and uh, after that, I'll be doing um, Yo Noid, so, and then I'll do Pepsi Man. Mm, so thus be- <laughs> thus begins. Yes. Our two weeks of crap. Uh, <laughs> can't wait. I haven't played a game this bad since Fester's Quest. <laughs> I think the Fester's Quest discussion might be like you want to talk about favorite moments from the show. The Fester's Quest review, I think, has to be up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope when I do the. Uh, uh, do the Yonoid review. I don't come down with a fever and get the flu again. <laughs> yeah. Like well, that wasn't time. fun, but, but like the, <laughs> the ranting about the game was the fun part. Yeah. Um, but we're coming up on the end of the show and wanted everybody to know that we are, we have heard your cries and we're no, um, we're actually, we're moving back to Wednesdays cause Wednesdays seem to be better. 
uh, for our listeners and um, pretty much going to be better for us too. Uh, so we're going to move back to Wednesdays. I'll be doing both of my podcasts on Wednesday nights. but So we're going to stick with the 8 o'clock time slot. Um, but hopefully uh, everybody that used to be able to join us in the chat room will be able to again. Because a lot of people didn't get to join us over here on Thursday because people had to work. Weird schedule. So we're moving back. So um, hopefully see you guys back in the chat room again because we miss you guys so much. We do. We definitely do. No, I, And I, I think, you know, it's good to to move back to Wednesdays. I mean, the, what's the cool part about doing the show live is the interaction mm-hmm. with the chat and you know, I, I remember it being mentioned when we were going to move to Thursdays that a lot of people were saying they couldn't make it. So yeah. it'll be good to have everybody back. So beginning, what, April 7th? April 7th. April 7th. We will be back on Wednesday nights right here, 8 p.m. Central. Central Standard Time on my Twitch channel. Wacky Wednesdays. Wacky Wednesdays is back. <laughs> so uh, tell us, I, I listened to the latest episode of Derek Diamond Experience, and man, I want to watch, I want to watch that documentary, but I'm also scared too because of some, I am uh, someone who was bullied in in school, and I, it might be triggering for me, so I don't know if I could sit through the whole thing. Well, it was for me. And it took me multiple, like, I had to watch it in phases. So for, for those who aren't familiar, so this week on the Derek Diamond Experience, I interviewed a professor slash documentary filmmaker named Thomas Keith. And he directed uh, this documentary called Bullied that deals with, of course, bullying in schools, the effects of it, not just on the kids that it happens to, but the parents as well. Yeah. And man, it gets dark. It is not a comfortable documentary to watch. It's going to be, well, for those who are listening, you know, right when the show comes out, it'll be available March 12th. So pretty much whenever you listen to this, it'll be available. It's on Amazon Prime, um, Sling TV, YouTube movies, you know, really anywhere you get, um, you can stream films. But it, it was, I, I don't want to say, uh, me saying I enjoyed the interview sounds weird because of the subject matter, but it was nice talking about something different yeah. on the show. And he, we get, we get into a pretty in-depth discussion on it. Yeah. It was a great, so definitely check that out. It's a really good episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go check out Derek diamond experience, the, the latest episode. Yeah, it was, it was really good. And I, I, I enjoyed the discussion of it because you know, I, I often say that film can be used as an escape. Mm-hmm. Like I, I use it as an escape, too. But I also think it can be a very great educational tool. And that's, you know, that's, what, that's what Dr. Keith is doing. Like he said, he's not interested in making narrative films. He only wants to do like academic and educational ones. And he's done a really good one with this. But yeah. I, I will forewarn you, hmm. it's not a comfortable film. So I was going to say it, it's... Uh... But, Sounds but, like it might be kind of a hard watch, but it does have a positive end to it. Yeah, I will say that. But yeah, it's it's rough. But you guys yeah. had, had, had discussed a few things that actually happened in the film. It was like, man, this is it starts heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the way the the film starts, and. I don't want to say it because like I want people to actually see it. 
but the first story deals with a kid who killed himself yeah. because of bullying. It's horrible. So it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's good that people are bringing that subject matter to light. Yeah. So I give him credit for it. But it's a great episode. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, Derek Di- at at D Diamond Experience on Twitter. Yeah, it's um and anywhere you can get podcasts. And if you want to find me, it's uh, I'm on you know, all the social medias. You guys know that by now. And uh, go check out last week's Open Micers episode where we talked with Corin Nemec, who you might know from a little show in the 90s called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. He was also in the original Stephen King's adaptation of of The Stand, uh, the original miniseries in the 90s. He was on Stargate SG-1, uh, Supernatural, uh, Beverly Hills 90210. And he's got a new project coming out. Uh, it's called uh, Blackwater Brass with uh, Jason London and, of course, our, our buddy Steve Wise, who directed it. And um, talk to him about the great, that. The great and, Steve Wise. Yes, the, the great and powerful Steve Wise. <laughs> um, so go check that out. That's last week. And coming up this week, we uh, talked earlier tonight with a comedian, Nikki Coleman, who um very, very, very funny lady. Just go check out. I, I choked a couple times during that <laughs> podcast from, from laughing. So uh, go check that out at open micers on Twitter, uh, open micers podcast on Facebook and pretty much anywhere podcasts are given away for free open micers. Fantastic. So I'm ready to get out of here. How about you? Let's do it. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. It has never been easier to go buy merchandise from our show at www.ncrmerch.com. Takes you to our Public store and we got all kind of t-shirt and uh, masks and stickers and mugs anything you want go check it out ncrmerch.com we're on facebook at facebook.com slash retro and also patreon at patreon.com slash retro and if you can't do that can't leave us a buck a month go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free so derek please tell them what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the triforce yes. A fellow chucker, eh?